All right, we have Alabama news today. So, a Brazilian pro soccer player by the name of Givanildo de Souza, also known as the Hulk, is expecting a baby with his wife. Now, normally that would seem normal, except that his current wife is the niece of his ex-wife. So, in other words, he's also, just like Errol Musk, or Errol Musk, going to be the father and the grandfather of his own child. Um... I don't know. Is it that porn is doing too much life or life is doing too much porn? Because at this rate, I'm I'm starting to lose track of it all. Honestly, I'm done. I am done. I am sick and tired of this. Like, at first, it seemed laughable. Ooh, we can compare this to porn. Like, at first, it seemed laughable. But now, at the frequency that it's coming at, this is becoming a little too much. And I'm just talking about the stories that I'm reading online. I'm not even including the ones from Kakamega that you will hear about on news and from other people's relatives. No, I'm not including those ones as well. And I'm already feeling like this shit is becoming a little too much. Like, yes, I know it's not incest per se, but it's kind of incest more or less. Because, you know, till death do us part and shit. But why is it that fathers are choosing to become grandfathers? Like, I think the most weird one that I had read about not too long ago was about how some guy's baby mama had cheated on him with his grandfather. And he was going to be the stepfather to his grandfather's kid. And that shit is, uh, like, is it that people don't want to respect family boundaries anymore? Like, I just want to know. I honestly just want to know because I feel like this Alabama thing is being caught by just about everyone. And at no point in time do I ever want to acknowledge in my life that Alabama people were ahead of their time when they decided to bang their relatives. Like, I'm not ready for that shit. And the problem is the world is making it look like that was actually the case. Because I get it. There's some of those cousins that you might look at and you're like, hmm, you know what? I'd probably want to hit. There's those times when you're looking at a relative and you're like, damn, she fine as fuck or he fine as fuck. And, you know, I get it. You know, there's times when you can look at your relative and be like, you know what? That definitely fine. And I bang them in a heartbeat. But more so than that, people are doing it. That can kind of go under the radar for a bit of a while. But the worst part about it is people are getting pregnant from such shit and people are choosing to keep the kid. Like, do people not know the genetic ramifications of that shit? Do they not know the social ramifications of that shit? Or do they just not care? Because at this rate, I feel like shit is just really just flying off the leash. Like, people have been talking about how the world is ending. And honestly, at this point, I'm starting to believe it a hell of a lot more considering how people are starting to take the whole banging somebody from your own family thing a little too casually nowadays. But anyways, since I'm neither one of David's sons or the prophet of doom, I will leave it at that with keeping it in the family and the end of the world and move on to something more interesting. Because guess what? I'm actually a podcaster and we do have a podcast to start. And we should probably start it in three, two, one. Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who was once considered banging a sister, 
considering now people just you know want to fuck just about anything at this point he is a man whose sickness for the thickness prevents him from skinny dipping it is none other than your tall dark and mildly handsome man sir denver b the show is battle of the sexes our weekly love sex and relationships show where i get to talk about being a high value man some woman comes in and shows how she's allergic to broke niggas at some point somebody gets pissed but usually we come to a conclusion of sorts and if you do want to be a part of the conversation, if you do want to be a part of the topics, if you do want to contribute to the topics, then you can hit us up on the IG. The page is at Breaktime on Westside. On Facebook, you can slide into at Breaktime on Westside as well. DMs always open for both. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. You know, drop some nice feedback there. You know, drop a compliment. You know, we always appreciate that shit. And it's always great to continue the conversation beyond just the podcast and just the listening or, you know, the content creation experience so you know i'm always open for that shit and speaking of content we should be moving it on to our main topic of today but before we get to that two things first of all this is episode 90 episode 90 of battle of the sexes damn like it's actually just occurred to me right now that we're actually doing the 90th episode which is huge like only 10 episodes from episode 100 from one series on its own which i think is monumental to say the least and you know considering that there's a lot of people that have you know gotten into the space and haven't done that much and haven't gone that far you know it's 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 something to really genuinely appreciate and i'd like to appreciate each and every one of you that's listened to all the episodes those that have listened to some those that even listened to one you know i genuinely do appreciate you guys and your continued support has kept me going I think at this point in time, I feel like the only thing that's left is the accolades, the money, and the YouTube channel, which will be coming soon. Don't you worry, it is coming soon. But that aside, uh, before I get to the main topic, we need to talk about dead fucking people, or fucking dead people, or fucking people, and then they're dead. I don't know, like, let me just break this down for you real quick. So, Huda Monroe, a Kenyan socialite, had come out not too long ago, sometime last week, to give a bit of an RIP speech on her IG stories. Now, the person who happened to have passed away last week that was, you know, worthy of such was none other than our president, Uhuru Kenyatta's lawyer, known as Evans Monari. Now, she came out to talk about how she knew the guy and they knew each other from way back before she got the fame and everything. And people were busy wondering why she's making it about her. Because she was talking about how this guy knew her, you know, when she was the real Huda before the fame and the money and everything. And I'm just sitting back thinking, like, we get it. He was one of your first clients. Like, we won't judge you for that shit, but you don't have to put it up online for all of us to know. And that's what makes it kind of sad because this guy's kids probably shouldn't have known this shit. Hell, this guy probably made sure that his family didn't know that shit. And guess what? You just let it out there that y'all were probably fucking. And don't get me wrong, like it seems heavily presumptuous for me to say that. Because, you know, he's he's a really old guy. This babe is definitely in her 30s. You know, she shot to fame somewhere in the ballpark of around 10 years ago. And, you know, before then, she was probably within her teens, early 20s and shit. And, well, that must have been a very unripe time for this guy who had been having money for quite a long time to go sit with a not-so-famous uh, babe and be like, you know what, I'd like for us to be friends. Like, 
it seems heavily presumptuous right you know um so i figured you know what it's it's probably nothing you know i'm i'm probably overreacting at the fact that this guy and this woman probably used to smash and you know she was one of his first customers and and that's wrong that's wrong you definitely shouldn't be thinking that always have positive thoughts so we probably shouldn't be thinking this ill of a guy that was in his prime time making good money from you know the first family or a woman that was quite beautifully in her prime of her looks you know you know they were probably just friends he was he was probably helping her you know get a building license to build more castles in the air i guess you know um if anything she was probably helping him you know learn to to be a much more relaxed individual through things like massage therapy and the high life and shit you know simple shit friendship shit anyways that aside i honestly feel like this wasn't very called for and honestly if you want to pay respects just do that shit privately like some shit doesn't need to come to light uh if anything i think this was just wrong and in the great words of somebody that i do not know if you can't tell me this shit when i'm alive then don't bother saying it when i'm dead like if this guy was alive i don't think huda would have ever said shit about him probably because she knew that this guy would retaliate badly but anyways that being said we should move it on to our main topic of today and i want to start off by saying that i might have actually been wrong i don't say that very often and of course just like every other human being i don't exactly enjoy saying it but i might have actually been wrong now this is in relation to something that i had thought i knew very very well earlier on and that was the definition of a high value man and it's something that you know kind of came up from the whole idea of the alpha male which i wasn't very open to because as i had said in an earlier episode seemed like it was all about just trying to pick girls up which over time i've gotten to learn is about more than that and i think that's an episode for for a different day but more specifically it's it's the question of what a high value man is you know guys nowadays can get asked that question if they start talking about the idea of the high value man a lot and i've always had the very simple definition of you know you just have to be resourceful and respectable you know two r's simple but over the weekend while i was on youtube busy going down the many different rabbit holes i happened to be watching a couple of videos from the clips of the fresh and fit podcast and that question happened to have been asked to a guy called andrew tate and his definition was very interesting it definitely didn't mention any of the shit that i was looking at as a high value man and that's why it kind of challenged me to look at the idea of the high value man a little bit differently so i'm gonna play that particular part of the clip for you guys then i can break down what it is that i do and don't like about it and i can talk about how it's influenced me to look at the idea of the high value man a little bit differently so let me play it for you guys then i can get into all of that um for the men what do you guys consider a high valued man is it looks is it money or is it both or i mean what's your opinion on that i'm just curious on what you guys as a man thinks a high value man is Mm. you want to go first ceo or me Uh, you can go first you know what i truly think a high value man is Mm. a high value man is is doing something which nearly okay it's a few things right so Mm. there's there's the obvious evolutionary triggers 
The easiest way to be a high value man is a man who's capable of violence. If we look at it from a biological trigger, it doesn't matter if he's got muscles or he's big or he's tall, whatever. Women understand from a biological perspective, they like a man who can fight. Yeah. It doesn't matter if your man had money, a Ferrari, everything, but if you knew for a fact, if any dude stepped to him, he'd get sparked, you wouldn't want him, right? So that's the first thing. No. But no, yeah. Yeah, you need a man who could fight. But, but really, truly, to answer your question, I think the, the true value of a high, the true marker of a high-value man is a man who could say no to pussy. And I mean this on a genuine level. Here's yeah. the problem. Yes. Here's the problem you girls don't understand. All the lower-level dudes, you say, I don't want a high-value man who cheats, da-da-da. If you got a lower value guy, he'll cheat up with anybody. He'll fuck anything. Period. He has he has no choice. If you get a high value guy, at least he has the option to say no to something. Wait. All right. So he's given two definitions of what a high value man is: the old evolutionary one, and the more new age one that he believes in right now. You know, the all the new markers that he believes in makes a high value man, and much as i'd agree with him i heavily disagree with both of those because if you do look at it through olden times then yes you could say that violence was some sort of an indicator but i wouldn't necessarily call it violence because yes you know you'd look at it from like back in the old cultural days even for us africans at least as far as maybe the fabled stories were given to us you know sometimes for you to get the prize girl you know the 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 finest girl in the village you know you'd probably have to be strong and you might have to win a bunch of guys in a wrestling match and that would happen from time to time and the more you'd win you know the more of a winner you looked and you were the better the chances that you'd have of you to get the the most beautiful girl in the village or in the tribe and you know that makes a lot of sense you know it shows how violence was a marker of being a high value man but to use the better phrase that jordan peterson uses which a lot of people are against but is true aggression aggression is a much better indicator than violence because while you could fight and while in some cases you'd say people would fight you know to get with a girl and you know to get this prized woman at least as far as the storybooks of our culture went I don't think that was necessarily the case because you know if it was violence and essentially any man that would go and beat up every other guy would probably have a better chance with a woman which I don't think is necessarily the case but if you find that all of these guys were trained and you know they were trained to be warriors and whenever the time came to fight they would fight essentially they'd have the potential for aggression and they would be aggressive when they needed to be aggressive and I think that's a much better indicator. Although considering that this guy has a background in kickboxing and has been a kickboxing champion and has been in the martial arts for quite a bit of a while, it does make sense why he'd feel that way. But now when you move on to the next bit which is the denial of pussy, I think that's kind of where I totally disagree with him. I don't think it's denial, I think it's just being more selective. Because when you think about it, if a guy has worked his ass off from the time he had nothing to the point where he has everything. He's wanted girls, but he's either been rejected or he hasn't had a chance, probably because he's too busy or some shit. And all of a sudden, all of these babes want to bang him. You know, it's it's kind of like the kid that always wanted to get that new pair of Nikes, that original pair. And they saved up every penny and they were unable to get, uh, or they'd get one pair and they'd use them for everything for like two years until they were done. 
once they become a millionaire, what do you think they're going to do? Like they're gonna go and spoil themselves with Nikes. They're gonna go and buy Nikes for everything. And that's probably the same thing that will happen to a lot of guys that have wanted to get with a lot of babes or even with one particular babe for a very long time. Because it's not like you'll find one guy will crush on one babe for all of his life and say, you know what, I don't want anyone but her. If, if there's a guy that's doing that and he's in his teens, you know, I'd rather smack him with reality. But that aside, if a guy's been working his ass off to get himself to the top level where this guy can attract this huge barrage of women and now you're telling him that he needs to deny himself of pussy so that he can suddenly be considered a high value man, I think that's utter bollocks. You know, that's, that's very dependent. If this guy was getting some when he was broke and he was getting some in between and he got some at the top, then yeah, maybe you can say that. But if this guy hasn't been getting any on his way up to the top or he's barely been getting some, then he gets to the top and then you tell him, you know, stop getting pussy. Like, I feel like that in itself is a bit wrong, which is why I moved for being selective. Because just like the Nikes story, instead of saying, you know what, go buy every single pair of Nikes, you go and you buy the best of the best. You will go and get the limited edition ones, the ones that no one can get, the ones that aren't even out yet. You do that so that it works towards your benefit as a status symbol in one way or another, or you can even use it so that you can stunt on your friends and enjoy the fact that you've managed to get shoes of that kind. And it's the same exact thing with babes. You'll be more selective when you get up to the top. And yes, you can bang every single babe you want, but at some point you will realize that you cannot just bang any and every single babe. That's it. So being selective is probably the way to go as opposed to denying pussy outrightly. All right. Now, the reason why I feel like this kind of uh, shifted my perception of the high value man was because the older definition of the high value man, which I had been using before, especially the one that comes with the whole Kevin Samuels definition, is based off of resourcefulness. And when you look at the two words high value and high value man, you know, it speaks to resourcefulness. So if you're resourceful, then it's very easy for you to be considered a high value man. And quite honestly, I think that still does hold true, but it's not the entire picture. You know, are you resourceful? Are you protective? You know, can you take care of your woman? Can you contribute to the society is kind of what he was speaking about. And I do still stand by it, albeit with a little bit of a twist now because of this guy's definition. And to be honest, my new definition of the high value man speaks to the old culture as to why it is a lot of our fathers and grandfathers would be considered high value men by today's standard and also speaks to our children and grandchildren in terms of them becoming better boyfriends, better husbands, better fathers, better, you know, men of the community. And the easiest definition of doing this is, can you succeed at providing the two out of the three P's of men successfully? All right. Can you succeed at working on two out of the three p's of men successfully because with guys there's usually about three p's that i believe in uh protect provide and penetrate you know it's three of those p's so essentially if you can protect and provide then you are doing it big okay because uh, it still speaks to the aggression that a lot of men have which is evolutionary which still holds true today. I think, you know, having the monster inside of you, but keeping them locked and controlled is, is a good thing to have as a guy. 
and if you can provide and you're resourceful enough you know it still does speak to the potential and more so than that it does provide the financial stability and security which ensures that your wife and your kids and probably even your grandkids and great grandkids you know depending on how resourceful you become are well taken care of and in essence i think those are the most standard ways of determining a high value man it's what proved that some of our fathers even though they weren't making that much still managed to get their wives you know our mothers it explains why some of our grandfathers even though they weren't doing that much even though they weren't balling even though they weren't moving in the rolls royce of back in the day they still managed to get some of our grandmothers and at this point now is when people will be like what about the third p what about the penetrate and honestly i think that's the most variable out of the three by all means i'm not saying that you know being shit in bed is is okay for a high value man i think you knowing how to please your woman is great and it's something that you definitely should have but the reason why i'm not including it and making it an entire three p's thing is because people look at sex differently and people's outlooks on sex are very very variable there's people who've been brought up in polygamous homes that believe in having more than one wife there's people who've been brought up in monogamous homes that believe in having only one wife there's people who've been brought up in single parent homes that don't mind co-parenting and fucking and taking care of three different baby mamas or six of them if you're future and there's some people who much as they might be monogamous or polygamous believe in open marriages or open relationships and all of these facets of people need to be recognized you can't start pushing one out for the other based on the idea of being a high value man because sex in and of itself is very variable and very personal for a lot of people so that penetration bit i usually just say you know what it's great if you're good at it but you know it's it's one of those things that's very adjustable depending on the person so maybe it's a you thing maybe it's not a you thing but at the end of the day as long as you succeed in those two p's then to the rest of us in society you're a high value man and to kind of conclude all of this yes i know i finished by saying to the rest of us in society you're a high value man but when you think about it it makes a lot more sense to cater towards those two p's and worry about the third one a little bit later because guess what never in our lives have we ever had a woman choosing to divorce a man because he gives shit sex we have never publicly heard of a woman who has divorced or separated with a man because he gives shit sex because guess what they're the same gender that say you know what it's something that can be taught so guess what you can probably be taught how to do that shit but anyways i might be wrong about this so i want your thoughts on this the dms are open on instagram it is at breaktime on west side on facebook it is also at breaktime on west side and on twitter you can slide into my personal dms which is at bagaka the d thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly if you feel like dropping a rating and review on apple or any other app that you're using i will definitely appreciate it as well and i will catch you guys on the next break <laughs>